following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. This is the last Saturday of every month. That is Village Bank Radio. We love coming to you. I have my beautiful guest, Alicia Webb, president so of kind. Village Bank. Well, you know, you're here, so I have to, you know. <laughs> but, uh, hey, really seriously, I, I get just tremendous feedback on these shows, and I do know why. Because the the finance component for small business owners is such a necessary component, component, but folks who are in small businesses very honestly know virtually nothing about it, or they understand very little at least. Uh, often they're in the same camp as the consumer in that, well, if I have a great credit score, the world will open itself up to me, which is not necessarily true at all. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, yeah. That'd be so nice. Yeah, I need a $10 million loan. I've got an 800 credit score. Yeah, but you only make $30,000 a year. <laughs> well, and if you're listening to the last show i think it's great until it's not right rates change rates not fixed it might be variable you know w2 job goes away then it's not so great well i'm you know my my says i didn't see it coming everybody tells him (laughs) we've been we've been saying this like like you know like the 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 wolf tellers in the wilderness that it was going to happen but when it does it it's it's different, I guess. It's divorce. It's waking. Yeah. It's anything. It, you know it's coming. You just don't want to admit it, right? And we're all talking about what's coming. For the last year and a half on the show, we've talked about if you don't have SBA, if you haven't taken advantage of low rates, if you haven't looked at your debt structure, you have to look at it. And there's still time. There's still time to look at it. We just had the Fed raise rates a quarter point. So everything we've been telling you about rates going up, guess what? That's step one. I think the Fed's saying there's going to be five or six steps this year. I don't necessarily know if that's true, but we do know rates are going to continue to go up. And, and you know, if, uh, and, and, you know, Mike was talking about what, how does the Fed rate affect mortgage long term rates versus short term rates? And without getting into that whole conversation, it will affect a lot of business financing. And those are, those are the, in some instances, shorter term than, let's say, your 30 year mortgage notes. And all of that is, uh, I mean, I guess, Understanding this for you out there listening who are business owners is really a necessary thing that you must uh, basically tell yourself you need to learn. Open yourself up to it because it does affect your business. And we're going to be talking about that very thing today. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking about growing your business, the challenges that you face. And for a lot of the folks who are out there, um, they receive PPP money. If not for that, they'd have not survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in addition to that, uh, the SBA used that very same information and shipped out opportunities to do loans. Some of, some of these businesses are small businesses and are getting a half a million, a million dollars in financing. Uh, and that's great. 
unless you don't know what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. you sign on the dotted line and you think now that you're strong because you have this money sitting in your bank account to subsidize your payroll. That does nothing to grow your business. And so I'm going to co- give myself a bonus, Todd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got all this government money. Yeah. Come on, get a boat. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and it's funny because I hear people saying, can I buy, can I buy a boat with that money? You and sure can. <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but, you know, whenever you think about growing a business, think about and, and you think about financing and you should, um, by the way, you should. When you think about it, the question just becomes, how will you use that money to make more money with? Not just how will you use that money to pay the loan back, but how will you use that money to make more money with? Where's the leverage in that financing? And these are things we're going to be talking about today. So we've talked about a lot of topics over the last uh, going on now second year here. And these are all entrepreneurial uh, shows that are geared to help small business owners become successful and maybe grow into that medium-sized, larger-sized business. Uh, most small businesses, sad portrayal, remain small because they don't understand this finance piece. And the whole concept of this show was to teach you about that directly from somebody who is in the banking industry, Village Bank. Uh, and and you can hear it right straight from, from the mouth of somebody who's dealing in, in that world every single day. So I think you couldn't, you couldn't uh, find better information than what we've shared on here. So if you do have questions, I want you to be aware that you can email or find Alicia and I on LinkedIn. And if you've got questions for future shows, you go right ahead and just shoot us a message, shoot us an email, and we'd be happy to answer that uh, directly and or on the air. Because you would really do, folks, bring up some fabulous questions, often things we've not even thought of. Mm -hmm. So very good. So let's roll right into it. Growing your business can be a real challenge. Starting as an individual who's just doing the work of the business, that's one thing. But going to the next level where maybe you want to bring on employees and or support people, maybe you want to buy a a building that you're going to office out of, all of these things really take it to the next level. And these are some of the things we're going to be talking about. So growing your business as an entrepreneur obviously can feel challenging and overwhelming. So we're here to help you navigate these challenges. We're going to discuss common obstacles and hopefully some solutions we can give you on this show. And that way you know you're never alone in this journey and it's there's always somebody who can help you. And those are people like myself, love to put myself in there, <laughs> a, a banker and a CPA, and putting a team like this together to walk you through, show you things that maybe you don't have don't have the ability to see can be so valuable. So what do you think about some of the major challenges that people are confronting? Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that you brought this up because I think as most entrepreneurs are visionaries, they go out there and they can see what's ahead. And when they finally pull the trigger on that acquisition, on that equipment, uh, buying that piece of equipment, hiring that next 20 employees, 10 employees, that next team, they're already out there. They're already, you know, five, 10 months out there. So to their teams, it's new. So I think it's bringing that mindset into the company, bringing their teams up to speed, especially their management teams up to speed with where they're already at. And then how do you manage that change? How do you manage that change internally? Because you don't want to bring on that new line of business, but but not have that other line of business up and running and supporting the acquisition costs of that new entity, that new business line, that new piece of equipment. I think that mindset piece is so big. And I think that I know I'm always 
a couple years out from where my team is and I have to remember to come back and show that vision and show where we're going and show why we're making some of these strategic decisions right now, some of those capital expenditures right now, because it's going to get us to point C and D in the future. So I think it's constantly bringing that team along and really being able to step back as that visionary to say, this is where we're at. Yep. It's tough. It's hard. Yeah. This is different. This is change. This is expensive right now. Our bottom line doesn't necessarily look the same, but guess what? That's, this is why, and this is why we're going there. You can, it's mindset, right? It's what your management team is feeling and thinking. I think it's also being able to show it in the numbers, forecast what you think it will look like, and then have milestones, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, whether it's quarterly, that your team can track along with. You know, listen to what their opinions are. Do they think you were too, uh, you went out too far and there's no way you'll be profitable by quarter three? Or are they saying, no problem, we got this. By quarter two, we're going to be in the black. I think it's so important to get their impact. Put it, Put a stake in the ground, forecast out. And then go back and look at it and say, where were we right? And what didn't we hit? What what did we miss? It's a, a, a tragic situation in that so many business owners consider making moves and changes without looking at the numbers. That, that point that you bring up that I'm kind of bringing you back to is something that I regularly see. So an example of that, if you've ever watched Shark Tank, folks, and you've got somebody up there pitching their, their business or their product. And they're asking questions, and it's so obvious that the person who's asking for money doesn't even know the metrics that they're, that mm. they're using to consider the investment opportunity. And you can tell when somebody says, I have a background in you know, PE, or I have a background in, in, in some financial world, and immediately the tenor of the, of the whole conversation changes because mm -hmm. they know they're considering the number. Folks, you need to know that. You need to know those numbers. And we've covered this on a on an earlier show, so I'll bring this up. One of the most valuable things you can do to look at your business and to grow and expand it is to consider products or services that you're already purchasing from someone else. Mm -hmm. Because if you if you are, remember that most businesses are going to have a marketing cost to be able to acquire customers and clients. If you have a business that's already paying those marketing costs, but the offset is you need and require this other thing that you're paying someone else who has a business and is paying marketing, immediately, if you've got enough volume that you send to somebody else to support the purchase of that equipment and you have no marketing costs, you're already ahead in the game, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, yeah, and I, I, I do wanna, I, I hope you don't mind if I go back a little, Todd, but. Just because you're a PA teacher or PE teacher, <laughs> PA too, but PE doesn't mean you can't learn your numbers. Right. I will tell you, I found this so fascinating. A lot of times when, if you're, you know, I don't want to pick up my analysts. I got great analysts that I love. But if you're, if you're in the numbers every day, sometimes it's like, well, this is the ratio or this is that margin that we use for turnover or for our accounts receivable, uh, the how large our accounts receivable list is, how many customers there are, et cetera. They have these static numbers that they always use metrics to measure, right? 
But I get some of my most creative metrics from folks that aren't in the numbers business every single day because they think everything can be measured and they'll think of new ways that we should actually be measuring forward what we're going to do rather than constantly looking back at what happened. And I think in banking especially, I'll raise my hand to this one, we like to look back and say, well, whatever happened before is what's going to happen next. And I don't think that's true at all, especially with the last couple of years we've been COVID, you know, pandemic, everything. It's going to look new going forward. And if you didn't buy a boat and you did invest in a piece of equipment or management team, whatever that might be, you your you will look different going forward. Your business will look very different going forward. And so I think it's so important that all those PE teachers out there that have a really cool idea, learn your numbers. Because you can, you'll have a different way of looking at those numbers and you'll, and you can look for metrics that speak forward to the business rather than back up and say, oh, that's how it's always been done. And, and in saying that, if you don't, if the numbers looking back aren't good and you want someone to look at, to be uh, forward thinking Mm -hmm. in, in your numbers, well then folks, you better know the definition of a pro forma, which Mm -hmm. is a forecast of future performance. Mm -hmm. It's hypothetical, but if you're going to be doing something, making some major change in whatever element of your business you're doing it, you want to show what the potential changes are going to be. If you want them to be considered, remember that you are talking, whether you like it or not, you're talking to numbers people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those people are going to want to look at what your numbers portray based on that change, whether they think that's realistic. But if you don't have something to factor it out, then don't assume that they're just going to look at it and say, wow, you'll double your business. They Mm -hmm. want to see how that actually is portrayed in the numbers. And they need to be realistic. The forecasting, the pro forma needs to be realistic. If you're telling me that you you have been had a net business, net revenue annually of 200,000, all of a sudden you tell me you're going to be at a million piece of advice, go to 400 and call it a day, right? (sighs) Like 400 grand, you're already doubling and I'm going to second guess doubling your business. And so keep it super conservative. Anytime you get pushback from a Todd or you get pushback from a villager, go in and and listen to that and hear that and go, okay, why is he, I might, I might think Todd's crazy or Alicia's crazy, but why are they saying that? And what's another way that I can show that forecast or that performa? How else? Because half the time, I won't pick on Todd anymore. Half the time I am crazy, maybe I don't know, but maybe there's a nugget in why I'm telling you there's no way you're going to hit a million this year. And it's good for you to think about that. There's too many things that are coming up in our world today, whether it's the great resignation, whether it's COVID, whether it's PPP, whatever inflation that is going to continue to pivot your business and you want to be ready for any one of those steps that come. So performers keep them super conservative. It, it's a it's a great point. So when you go to talk to a bank, think about this. You walk in with your stars in your eyes believing that this is spot on accurate and it is to anyone else looking at it, it's over the top. Well, every question and concern is really meant to stress test your numbers and say, if this doesn't happen or if this occurs differently, what then? You walk in, you need to have answers to those questions. How you're going to pivot if that happens, what's going to change, how it'll affect your numbers, and all of those things are critical. It doesn't necessarily discount you. And here's the other point that's worth mentioning. When we say, Alicia, you're never going to make those numbers. There is nothing we would like to see more than you to go mm, out and prove mm-hmm, us wrong. Mm-hmm. That would be just, I've told many people, you don't have a good business. 
I mean, just think about that. They come in, they want my help, and I tell them, your margins are not good. It doesn't lend itself to scale, and the way you're doing your business is not a good model to follow and to duplicate. There's nothing I'd rather see them for them to get ticked off and walk out of my office and a year later come back and prove to me that they were right and I was mm-hmm. wrong. I mean, if that was the catalyst that made it happen, I love it. Mm, right? Absolutely. We all love <laughs> to be proven wrong. But I would say it's that piece of listening and, and part of listening to what your banker tells you, what your villager tells you, or what Todd tells you is that will help you prove us wrong. It's just keeping those nuggets in the back of your head. And as we look at challenges and solutions for your business today, if you are that PE teacher and you're looking for knowing your numbers, two big pieces. I Well, you want to talk about when we get back from the break? Yeah. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. We are going to take a break here, and we are going to be back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is all about growing your business, the challenges that you're going to see, and the ways that we can overcome those challenges. Hopefully, this is useful to you. We're here the last Saturday of every month. Don't miss us. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village. I am Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I am also a villager. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. As a community bank, we are here to help businesses grow and make our community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with us. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us online at villagebankonline.bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. Be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month in 2021 to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with your village, Village Bank. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So we had left off with Alicia talking about rates. Now, I guess this is kind of the topic of the day, frankly. Um, we've got uh, inflation coming at us, potential recession coming at us. And so there's no question that rates are going to be affected. Um, there's a distinction between long-term and short-term rates. But when you're in business, you're generally talking about uh, short-term rate fluctuations because many of those loans, despite the, the long-term financing for, for buildings and things, certainly are going to be within that, that five, seven-year realm. And that's going to be short-term financing. And that means we might see a lot of fluctuations coming at us. So let's talk about that a little bit, Alicia. Love that because what we're looking at today is if you look at long term rates in general, we're seeing them where the point they're at today, then they go way, way, way up. But guess what? They come way, way, way back down. So, exactly what you just said what is your line of credit? What is your three year term note, your five year term note look like? And those are the rates that we want you to look at today. And if you have not talked to your banker yet, you need to go talk to your banker or call a villager. Those rates are going up. They already went up a quarter point last week. They're going to go up again. And so those are the rates that you want to try to go from that variable rate on a term note. That would be a three-year term note, a five-year term note, to a fixed rate where your banker is saying, yep, we're going to fix this rate for three years or we're going to fix this rate for five years. And don't pick on your banker too much because if they give you two options... Let's say they say, we're going to give you a fixed rate for five, three years at prime plus one, or we're going to give you a fixed rate for five years at prime plus two. That makes sense because they're looking at the same models that we're looking at. And they're saying, if I'm going to fix you longer, I'm going to, you're going to have to fix at a little higher rate. And that's up to you to decide. That's up to you to work with that professional that you're going to hire to not only manage your financials, but help you improve your financials. And I think that's key. You've got to work with them to say, does it make sense? What are my payments at for three years at this rate, prime plus one? What are my payments at prime plus two for a five-year rate? What's the difference? Where will I be in three years? Where will I be in five years? What, would, what suggestion would you make? Because there's two trains of thought there, right? Take the lower rate for three years. You'll be in a better financial position. You can renegotiate then. Maybe you're sitting at prime then. Maybe you pay the piece of equipment, the building, whatever off. 
The other tri- the other piece is, am I growing? Am I feeling really uncertain about where I'm at? Do I want to get some fixed financing on this balance sheet because I might be selling? And then you might want to look at that five-year at Prime Plus 2, right? So, again, when you're hiring that professional, Arliss, Todd, you're working with a villager, what you want to do is not just, hey, can you help me manage in QuickBooks? Hey, can you help me manage these numbers? How are they going to help you improve cash flow, improve your numbers? Those are the things you need to be asking. So as we look at short-term opportunities for business owners and we look at long-term opportunities for business owners, Todd, I think it's really around today, short-term Every rate and banks are tied to prime. We're all looking at tying our car loans to prime, tying our business loans to prime, tying our SBA loans to prime. So if you have anything you know you're going to be buying soon, buy it. If you have anything you know that you're going, that you have a variable rate on, buy it, buy it. Go to your banker, get that rate set fixed for the next year, two years, three years at where Prime is today because Prime is the rate that's going to go up. We've already seen it go up and that is what banks adjust rates off of. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. And I think the the other side of it that you should be aware of is the fact that the, the, the bankers, when they make uh, the offers, suggestions of, of financing, remember that they're in a similar position in that, you know, c- small business owners tend to fall in the same bucket of consumers. They want security. They're thinking that they're going to get 30-year fixed rate loans on business financing. It's not the same thing at all, and you need to be conscious of that. And, uh, you know, I, I hear small business owners saying, oh, my gosh, uh, I only have five years, or I only have three years, or I only have seven years. Look, you renew the note when that happens. The other other thing that you've heard me talk about many times here is you don't you don't build a business with this notion that it's a slog for the next 30 years. Your business plan should more often be around five years where you're going to go like crazy for five years and be in a dramatically better situation. The goal of being able to have a, a rate that may change in the future, but right now today gives me cash flow to grow my business is one that if not for that, you don't have the ability to grow at all. So it's not a hard decision. Mm -hmm. You have to look at that. And I love what you said about that five-year planning. At at Village Bank, we have a three-year strategic plan, and that plan is updated every year. And so we're constantly looking at what does the next three years look like because the market changes, business changes. And so we we have some strategic goals, yet we know that how we get there is going to continue to evolve. And I think that's one thing that's... such an important piece for mindset of management and management team being strong enough to understand that we might have this goal out here, whether it's software, whether it's equipment, whether it's acquisition, but we also understand to get there, we're going to have to continue to pivot and that plan's going to have to change. But how do you stay focused on that three-year goal? And the, the reason for having a, a window like that is because you should really recognize that when you're in business, it is a sprint. It is not uh, It is not a marathon. You're going fast and hard 
But so often, those of you who are small business owners have the same concept as an employee where you're just going to, I'll use that word again, slog it out until retirement. That's not the idea here. In the next three to five years, you could go from where you are now to five, ten, fifty million dollars worth valuation in your business. And at that point in time, maybe you're going to sell the business and you're going to, and you're going to take a hiatus for a year and then go into something else. Who knows? But you're going to go fast and hard. And in that period of time, with the financing that you need at the rates that you're that you're looking for, hey, that could give you the cash flow to be able to grow and expand and scale. And that's really the way you want to look at your business, not 20, 30 years down the road. It gives you the impression that you should, you know, take it slow. And, and, and the reality is business moves too fast for that. Yeah, whatever we think is going to happen in 20 years, we're all wrong. I yeah, mean, we just are, yeah. right? Like, I, who knows? I, and and I don't mean to be so, you know, nonchalant about it, but really, who would have thought that we are going to have groceries delivered at our door? We are going to be buying, you know, uh, toothbrushes from a company that can have them at my house before 6 a.m. the next morning because... You know, I've been working too much and forgot to buy toothbrushes. I mean, it's things like that that you're like, who would have thought? But now this is how this is how we buy groceries. This is how we buy toothbrushes. And I I know business is going to change. So as we look forward and we say, gosh, I bet the government learned that if they want to get money to Main Street, when there's when we have inflation and the economy can't support it, when we have a pandemic and the and we have to shut down for a while, the best way to get cash to Main Street, cash to entrepreneurs, is through these community banks. You know, think of these seven A programs that we've been talking about SBA. for two years: SBA, SBA, 7A. SBA. So next time that happens, right, I'm not talking COVID, I'm not, but I'm talking inflation, I'm talking, you know, rates for houses, mortgages jump. How do you think that's going to happen again? It's going to happen through community banks, because they know community banks can do it. We just proved that. So what are you going to do next time that happens? Because I tend to think there will be another SBA program in the next year. I mean, I'd actually put some money on it if you want to wager. (laughs) And we know there's going to be something, whether it's 100% guarantee, 90% guarantee, our entrepreneurs' fees are paid for again. Whatever that looks like, it will come. So I want you to be thinking short-term, and do I have fixed rates? And long-term, gosh, if I could do that, if I could redo this and not buy that boat, what does my company really need today? What does it really need? need to get to that next three-year goal that I have. I want you thinking about that. It is it is a perplexing thing when people say, well, you know, the government wants to kill small businesses. Well, you should see the amount of money that they're throwing at small businesses because the reality is they need that engine. They need that engine to solidify and improve the economy. Without it, it's not going to happen. So, you know, when you heard me saying previously that the business that you're in isn't a good business. And and that doesn't mean it's not a good business product or service. It just may mean the way that you're doing it doesn't work. And bet your rear end that somebody who's thinking innovatively is going to come into the marketplace with the same product or service you're offering, but but do it in a way that's disruptive to the rest of the market and completely change the way that business mm-hmm. is done. 
What are you going to do when that happens? Are you prepared for that? So these are all the things that when you have these ideas, you know, you, you tell me these great ideas, and I get them every day, people telling me these new ideas, and I say, show me the numbers. Mm-hmm. Show me how it's going to play out. Don't just tell me this great idea. Yeah, yeah, we can have a beer and do that all day long. Mm-hmm. Show me the numbers, and if the numbers work, hey, let's go talk to the banker and see if we can get financing mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So digressing. I actually have to say it does feel like the government is killing small business at times. And I hear you guys. So these entrepreneurs are like, that's BS. They are, Todd. It feels like that, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I even feel like that a lot of the times. And um, so I hear you. But it's and, a dichotomy, isn't it? And, and So there are many things that, that they're doing that are destroying small businesses, but then simultaneously handing out money like you've never seen before. Y- yes, it's it's that ex- it's the extremes, right? So I'll so I do want to be compassionate for a second because entrepreneurs are going through a lot. I want to I I recognize that and I do. I I mean it's a lot right now, right? Cuz you went from one administration to the next and it's just so different. On the other hand, we just talked about the who are you going to hire to help you manage your cash flow? And as you ask them questions around I don't need you to just manage my QuickBooks. I need you to show me how are you going to improve my cash flow? What am I going to do better? That's what you're hiring them for. And part of that is understanding tax law, understanding structure, understanding the expenses. What are they going to keep in the business? What are they going to take out? What what are they going to do to improve the business? What SBA opportunities are there? What grants? All that good stuff is out there. So it's finding that professional, that Todd, that Arliss, that villager that is going to help you not manage improve and i mean it you've got to say that i want to improve my business i want to improve my income statement my balance sheet i want to improve my revenue you have to say that because then you're setting that expectation and they have to follow up on it so i think it's i think that's so important and i do want to say that small business is not dying it does feel like it sometimes it is not dying i recently spoke to a friend of mine um and banking and you always hear oh community banks are dying they're going away they're never going to be around well, in 14, Minnesota had 70, you know, privately or um, 70 banks that were um, banks that were small community banks held by, you know, one owner, two owners, et cetera. And they, there's only been about 14 in the last eight, nine years. Right. And so I just I want you to really think about that, because in my mind, we keep hearing eh, everyone's dying. And that that's just not the case. We always like to talk about the big pieces that are out there. But I really think that if you grind and you look for opportunities, there are still opportunities for tax base, for grants, for SBA, for community banks to support your business. We just have to all work together and support each other and ask really, really good questions. We're going to take another break here. Um, we're going to come back and talk about a topic that I think Alicia is going to dig, and it's important to you as a small business person. So remember we said, what are some of the solutions? Well, I'm going to tell you one of the big solutions is you need to learn how to financially forecast the different mm-hmm. cycles within your business. Many businesses are cyclical. Their revenue stream goes up and down throughout the course of the year, and sometimes predictably so at certain times of the year. That may also be a time when you need financing and you need to grow, and with the money that comes in day in, day out to make payroll and all those other things, you may never be in a position to be able to qualify for financing unless you manage yourself in a very specific way. We're going to talk about that financial forecasting in just a moment. We will be right back. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 202 8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. 
888-888-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. All right, I hope you are awake and listening. Uh, we were talking about some things at the break, which tend to often, at least, be some of the best things we talk about. So we're going we're gonna to pick it up here and talk about financial forecasting that I had left it. Um, financial forecasting is the ability to anticipate expenses and monies that will be needed to inject into the business and do that within the scheme of uh, the up and downs of your cyclical revenue stream. Cyclicality just simply means that you don't have this straight across the board. Here's how much we made and we can divide it by 12 and it comes in exactly that way every single month. It doesn't work that way at all. More often than not, you've got certain months that are really good, certain months of the year that are just not typically the good ones, and then you've got everything in between along the way. So how are you going to manage things like payroll, replacing and, and, and re-solidifying your, your inventory and all the things that take place when at that particular moment, maybe you don't have the money sitting in the business operating account to be able to do it. How do you do that? Well, the answer is more often than not financing. And understanding how that works is just crucial. Uh, we have a client uh, t- together, Alicia and I. I brought him in. And this is a guy who built the business very fast uh, and, and has been very successful. But he takes every dollar he earns and plugs it right back into the business. And you might say, well, that's a great thing. And where does he plug it back in? Well, mostly into the growth of the business. The challenge with that is at any given time, this business is struggling for cash flow because he doesn't have enough money. So now he wants to get a loan, but there's nothing on his books that says he could support that loan. So you have to be conscious of how this stuff works to say, I need to look like I have the cash flow. I have the resources to be able to support this financing and and service this debt throughout the course of the year, good, bad, and otherwise. And a lot of times that may not occur to you unless you talk to other people. Mm-hmm. So understanding that financial forecasting as it relates to your uh, to your revenue, you know, at the end of the year, you might make plenty of money when you look at it to say there's money here, but in any given month, and how will you manage that? So that has so much to do with the growth and scale of your business. And a couple of tips here. I love forecasting because um, it's it's never right. First of all, I want everyone to remember that it's never accurate. But I love a leader. I love a leader that can put a stake in the ground and make a decision and say, I'm putting this out and I'm actually going to put it out for my company to see, my leadership team to see, maybe my customers to see. And I'm going to look back and say, where was, where was I right? Where was I spot on? And where was I dead wrong? And what do I need to be thinking about differently? I just, I think it's so valuable. I've put things out on a big whiteboard in my office. And if a couple of my analysts or PMs are listening, they'll make fun of me right now because 
we've been right, but we've been wrong. And so how did we pivot? How did we discuss it? It's good discussion with your team on where we need to be focusing, where we need to not focus, what we've got covered and what we really need to think about. Also, then it brings up where's opportunity? Like, hmm, we didn't think about that. How can we look at that differently going forward? Is that something we need to automate? Is that something we need to hire for, et cetera? So I think there's opportunity there. A couple other things we talk, we've been talking about rates increasing. So if you've got any debt on that balance sheet and you're forecasting, make sure you're looking at you're having those rate increases because those rate increases, if it's not a fixed rate, your payment's going to go up. You have to pay the bank more interest, right? So make sure you have that in there. If you have any new hires, make sure you have those new salaries in there. If you're planning on buying equipment, if, you're, if your lease is coming due and you think that lease might go up, how is that going to look differently? If you're taking more money out this year to buy a boat, you got to take that out. If you are taxes are going up. So there's all these things that you know. Don't forget to add the things you already know in that income statement in that balance sheet for forecasting. And then from there, you'll be able to identify the things you didn't know that much better. So let me make a point to answer the question, uh, how do you how do you fix this problem or at least how do you address it? One of the most important things a business owner can do is to understand accounting. Now, okay, why do I need to understand accounting? Because first thing you got to talk to your accounting department or your CPA or your bookkeeper, if you have anybody, maybe that's you, I don't know. But here's the thing, you've got to have that information as quickly as you can, month over month, to be able to make decisions. If your financials are coming at you every three to six months behind, Mm -mm. there's no way in the world that you can pivot and make decisions with the information Mm -mm. because whatever decisions should have been made, it's way too late. Mm -hmm. That time is Mm -hmm. long gone. Mm -hmm. So, So the answer is... The most important thing is that you need to be able to get that information very quickly. Close out those months, get that updated information so that you have it to make decisions with going forward next month. That's the answer of one of the things you need, one of the things that you really need to do. Well, I think, Todd, what we've been talking about is when you're hiring that Todd, that Arliss, that villager to help you improve your cash flow, not just manage it. Remember we said not manage the business, improve the business. One of the goals could be right now I'm getting my my financials every, I don't know, three months, four months. Well, how are you going to get them two weeks after month end or three weeks after month end at the latest? So that could be a goal to shoot for, that you have to have those financials and then you sit down and you have an hour. You have two hours with that man, with that person that's helping you improve your cash flow. Maybe that's a rock or a goal for you to have as you're going to hire someone because you're going to pay someone for this service. It's not free, but I will share with you that you will get an abundance of knowledge and, it's and so cash important. flow. And it it's is. so it's, important. It's so important. And, and that's, you know, for a lot of you out there, you're trying to bootstrap everything. And so you're so accustomed to being thrifty and not spending money anywhere. Well, this is like the most important thing that you can do. So you have to find someone somehow who's going to be up to date on these things as quickly as it's coming in. They're able to provide you with that information so that you can make decisions. And then it goes without saying, doesn't it, that you know how to actually read that information and interpret it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. If accounting isn't your background, this is where you spend your money. If accounting is your background, well, then maybe you need to spend it somewhere else but this is vital there's so many talented people out there that couldn't get behind their numbers and couldn't understand or get 
gosh, just thought they were, they didn't have to pay attention to that, that have not been successful today because they did not understand how the numbers worked. And so I just, that would be my number one piece as a banker and as someone who works with business owners daily, you got to know your numbers. You got to focus on a couple numbers, make them your goal and, and pay attention to them. I like to say every week, but for your business, it might be monthly. I, I had an exact circumstance here with a client who was just in. And the issue was that, well, first, we're trying to grow his business. But he had a bill that he was paying, going to be paying $20,000 a month for. Mm-hmm. $20,000 a month. Now, this falls in line <sighs> with people who always want to pay everything off. I said, look, you can make a decision here. You can do one of two things. Either you can grow your business or you can pay this off. But if you're going to pay this off, you have no money to grow your business. So wouldn't it make sense to go get financing, amortize that payment over a long period of time so it's not so much per month, and then you can do both simultaneously? How do you do that without looking at the numbers? And how did I know? I looked at his numbers, and the minute I saw his numbers, I said, this is never going to work. He's been looking at the numbers for two years. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be able to interpret these things. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back, and when we do, we're going to talk about competition Mm -hmm. and diversifying your, your, uh, your revenue stream. We'll be right back. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients, while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property. How to start, manage, and sell a business. It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching. 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. 
Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at at Kim at KimNibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Now you have another revenue stream. Now you have another business. So really be thinking about competition. Who is it? But what are you missing? Where are places you could compete that you're not competing today? Right. The market segment that you're in, often I say to to clients, don't be deterred by the fact that you don't have the lowest price, this, that, or the other thing in the marketplace. In fact, leave that to the large companies who have huge volume and can compete on that level. That's not where you want to be. You want to be in a place where you're, you're providing a service or product that they can't because it's unique and specific to you, or maybe to them, a more bespoke product for, for them. And then look at the people who have the capacity to afford and pay for those products, and that will be a different market segment where there may be vastly more opportunity for mm-hmm. you. So an- another way to think about this, because it's not always what's the other guy doing or other gals doing. Has anyone seen those new Domino's commercials? Smartest thing I've ever seen. My husband and I are both laying in bed. We're watching TV and he's an entrepreneur, by the way. I'm so proud of him. He's weathered uh, this last storm so well. And the Domino's pops on and he said, and Domino says, we'll give you three bucks if you come pick up your pizza. So Domino's wasn't entering a new revenue line. What they were doing is they started competing like with the folks where you got to go pick up the pizza. And they said, you pick up your pizza, we'll give you a $3 tip. Wasn't that smart? Guess what they did? They are, so maybe they're saying, well, we want to maintain the income we have today, but we are going. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.